Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. Yes, we were off a week from this because we had two amazing interviews. So please go and listen if you haven't already to those two interviews we released last week. Really enjoyed those a lot. But this week we are sort of back to normal and I have Tiff with me today to talk about some pop culture and fandom news and then Tiff will be back for Friday and we're going to have a little short episode talking about Marvin Gaye's seminal classic, the classic album, the album that really has a lot of meaning and depth and that's what's going on. I mean, if if you're not familiar with that album, I don't understand how you can't be familiar with that album. But if you aren't, you have until Friday to rectify this horrible thing in your life. And also, I'm going to yell at your parents if they never played it for you, too. <laughs> so <laughs> That's a failure on their part. A big failure. <laughs> if they didn't give you this, a huge failure. <laughs> a big failure. If they did not have you listened to that album at least once. If not twice, if not times when you were young and you listen and trying to explain to you why it was important and you're so young, you're like, I'm not sure I'm getting all of this, but then you slowly start to comprehend. But that will be Friday's episode. So for this one, though, what we're going to do, of course, is this pop culture and fandom news. Sorry, I haven't done this in a week and all of a sudden my brain is like, how do we do these episodes again? <laughs> so of course, with the ongoing SAG after a strikes um, and podcasters, fellow podcasters out there, if you don't know, SAG-AFTRA finally released a Frequently Asked Questions for Podcasters. So please go seek that out. I may include it in the show notes. Uh, We posted it on our social media as well, but just want to make sure people are aware of that. But because of that, of course, the things we are into and the things we're excited about will not include struck work. So basically, pretty much no TV or film. But that's okay, because there's so many other things we can talk about. So Tiff. What is it that has you just bubbling up with joy? Well, I did get a chance. Well, hi, hey, hello, folks from It's a Fandom (laughs) Thing pod, because I haven't been here in like forever, so I'm glad to be back. Um, So I had the chance to see a couple of months ago, Six the Musical at the Sagerstrom which is in Costa Mesa, California, for anybody that is in the Southern California area. They'll see, they always have a great slate 
of um, a Broadway, off-Broadway, off-off-off-Broadway <laughs> <laughs> work that comes through. Um, a lot of the big shows always do their traveling troops come through. So I've seen Wicked there. I know they always do. The Alvin Ailey group has their uh, performances there as well. But uh, got a chance to see Six. It was awesome. It was amazing. I loved it so much. It was a group of moms and our daughters who went and they were all just ecstatic. It was so great. It was so amazing. The The music, they have the backing band. They don't have an orchestra because that's not what it's about. This is actually um, like a rock opera, essentially. And they have a band and the band is all women. Of course, the ladies in the group, all of the all of the six wives are obviously women. And we got a chance. Uh, we're really lucky to see the, the um, actress who plays Jane Seymour, who was Henry VIII's third wife. And there's a line in, in one of her songs who says the only one he truly loved. And that's a misnomer because... The whole thing is she was the one who had the son and that's why she's the only one who truly loved, you know, that whole deal. <laughs> but she was the actress who actually is on the cast recording for, um, that's on that cast recording originally, the uh, from the West End and the Broadway cast recording. So that was a moss scene and it was just, it was so much fun. If you get a chance to see Six, definitely go see it if it comes through your town. If you get a chance to see it in New York on Broadway, I'm sure that's amazing. So do it, do it, do it. Go see Six. I have on my Six musical shirt. I don't know if you can see it. Like, it says. Oh, oh it uh, came out like, because of the green my, screen. <laughs> it came out because of my green. Yeah. But it says, anyway, it says Aragorn. It says uh, Bolin, Seymour, um, Cleves, Howard, and Parr. So, you know, those are the six wives of Henry VIII. So amazing go see it listen to the cast recording if you can't go see it because it's great awesome see that to me not that i want people to be on strike i'm just saying one of the bonuses of this is that stuff that we don't normally hear about or focus on we get to and i know people love theater out there that listen we love theater and last time i saw tiff in person we went to a play so Yes. <laughs> we were our one degree from Finn Rick Rock. Yeah. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we were. It was so much fun. So it was fun. It was a great time. It was an awesome time. It was. That was 222 a ghost story, which I, I recommend going and seeing that if that's ever, you know, if there's ever any ever any production near you. But yeah, I love that. And I'm and you know, I'm thinking maybe December if the strike is still going on, which it probably will. We might cover some theater in December, so just a heads up on that. So, yeah, and I'm thinking we might do some play for our Patreon subscribers, so another reason to become a Patreon subscriber. So sometime this year, we will do some sort of musical or play or something like that. <laughs> Tiff is giving, yeah, like Tiff's giving me the thumbs up on that one. <laughs> well, what I'm into right now is I am going to go take a drive down to a ghost town here in Colorado with a couple of frequent panelists we're going to be going down there um and so i decided to put together a playlist a spotify playlist for that drive down there i'm not going to reveal 
what's on there just in case, because I want to surprise the people going. So in case they listen to this, they might hear it. So anyway, so I will probably be sharing that list, but it's just been so much fun. I it was, It's a two-hour drive to this town that we're going to. And so I've timed it where there's a specific song by, I'll give you the band, and then you can research and try and figure out since we're going to a ghost town, by the band, the specials, there's a specific song. And I wanted to, I want to time it, and I'm hoping, hoping it actually works to play, for this song to play the second we enter the ghost town. And I'm really hoping it happens. But so I've added a bunch of stuff that, you know, typical ones you would think of for Halloween and then just like scary scores and then kind of creepy songs and then like old, old songs like from the 50s and then even earlier than that, you know, just fun spookiness. And I ended up making this playlist right now. It's over six hours long. (laughs) It's not all in the order that I wanted in yet, but most of it is. Jeff is cracking up. I was like, Aaron, you can stop now. I don't think you're going to need this for the whole drive. But I may continue to add to it. And it just reignited my love for doing that, for making. I used to spend hours making mixtapes, hours upon hours, planning, plotting. And some people don't realize how much work it was to make a mixtape. Because you have to have two tape decks. You have to time it perfectly And and if you're recording off of the radio, that's even worse because sometimes the DJ talks over the beginning of the song and then it screws up everything. But I would sit there, I'd plan them out. I'd be like, okay, so what's the perfect song to go right after this that goes in that like, you know, kind of like segues in perfectly. And it's just a lot of work. And then of course you'd make, and then later on was mixed CDs. And that was also a lot of work too. Not as much, I don't think as tapes, but still a lot of work. But I don't think a lot of people appreciate that, how much goes into that. Because, yes, playlists are great, and it does take time, but it's not as much time as a mixtape. But I've loved doing it because it has reignited that love in me of doing that, of creating that, and finding the joy in that. And I just can't wait for everybody to listen to it and hoping they like it and hoping they like what I put in there and how I mixed it together and the ebbs and flows and the going from kind of dark songs to really lighter Halloween type songs. And so that's been a ton of fun. And also I want to let everybody know that we are going to have a special, if you become a Patreon subscriber today, seven day free trial at three bucks a month level, you can um, get some great bonus content. And some of it I can't mention because (laughs) it falls under struck work, but it was recorded beforehand. But if you become a Patreon subscriber, we're going to be releasing, I know it's late because it's August, but we're going to be releasing a special bonus episode with our own Spotify playlist, our own playlist of summer songs. Like we're going to put together a summer playlist. And then we are going to have a private playlist that we're just going to share for our Patreon subscribers of those summer songs. And that's going to be Carla and Aaron A are joining me on that. So that will be fun. So you know, become a Patreon subscriber today. Link in show notes or go to our website. It's a phantomthingpod.com. Click support us. You have nothing to lose. You could try it for seven days. And then if you love what you heard, you can become a subscriber. Commercial free too, or ad free. Sorry. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. And sometimes we do giveaways too. <laughs> yes. I got some awesome merch. <laughs> Thank you, Tiff. I love you. <laughs> 
I just want to say to add on to the whole, you know, mixtape mm-hmm. situation. Let me say a mixtape is a labor of love. Yes. Let me tell you, if you really liked somebody, you made them a mixtape. That's that was love right there. Because as Aaron so eloquently put it, trying to time it perfectly with the DJ, perfectly with the DJ was darn near impossible. Darn near impossible. (laughs) Don't get don't listen to it when it's a wordy DJ. Because that just throws you completely off. You have to get the DJ who lets the song flow, who just lets it ride. Because if it doesn't ride, your I mean your mixtape is just junk. It's just junk. You might as well just toss it. Honestly, just just erase and start over. Just erase and start over. Man, I went through so many cassette tapes. Oh, I know. Like I had the yeah. You, got, you remember when you used to get the box of them? Yes, the blank tapes. Oh, it was so like exciting. Radio Shack. <laughs> just, I mean, just a fresh <laughs> box of blank tapes. I don't think people understand just the ah. <sighs> yes, even the smell. The smell of the blank tape <laughs> as you took it out and you put it into your tape deck. Ah. <sighs> Just so satisfying. <laughs> yes. And then it had like, you even had like the little stickers in there and you could put on there and write what the mixtape was. Yes. And then had the little yes. sleeve you'd put in there and you'd write the songs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was the key. Like it, you can't just give somebody a mixtape. You can't just like, okay, here's a mixtape. No, you have to write out the song and the artist on the mixtape. Yes. That's what the whole, that's what the sleeve was for. I mean, it wasn't just there for decoration. You have to use it. That's why we talk about kids, queens. <laughs> That's what we're saying. This is this was why it's a labor of love. Yes, less yes, playlists are great, fine, whatever. But it was not labor intensive like a mixtape. And to I mean to a lesser extent, but still pretty difficult. Uh, you know, a, a burn CD. Yeah, those were those were tough. Those were tough. Not as tough, but a mixtape was on another level. Another level. I miss it. Yeah, I do too. Actually, it was, it was, yeah. And I would name them something. I would put a special name on them. And, yeah. And I used to go yeah. for lots of, I used to go on lots of road trips. And I actually love road trips. I love road trips so much. I haven't been on one in ages, but I would make special mixtapes for the road trips. And then later the seat, I'd burn special mixed CDs for road trips because it just, you know, you had, so, you know, there were certain songs that got, you know, were, better to drive to and that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's an art form. <laughs> it is. And it's a lost art form. Yeah. The children nowadays will never know. They'll just <laughs> never know. It's not the same. It's true. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, now I want to know, Tiff, what is one thing that has you excited, has you wanting to make a mixtape for it, or has you bummed for some reason? Not like I want you, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would like to make a mixtape, but my my friend just got who, I mean, this is my, like my front to the end, right? 
she got tickets to see Maxwell in concert and we're going in September and I'm very excited because he's playing at the Hollywood Bowl and that's this is going to be like my fourth time seeing him at the Hollywood Bowl and it's his favorite venue to play in in Southern California like he is amazing he's a, he's a fantastic performer but I've seen him at a venue outside of the Hollywood Bowl and it was not the same like I could just tell that his energy was not the same. And for those of you, you know, for those listeners who are wondering, it was at the forum and I do not recommend going to the forum for concerts. They said that they renovated it. I don't see it. I did not like it. I did not care for it. Even though I had good seats, the acoustics were off to me. I wasn't feeling it. That's just me. But the bowl is another experience. Like, you're outside, you've got this amphitheater, you've got acoustics, you've got the sound of the symphony and, you know, this backing band and everything. Oh my gosh. And he loves it. He's in his element in that. He really is. So I am stoked because we've got box seats. So I've got really good seats. And that means I get food service too, <laughs> which is great. Oh, I, don't wow. have to, I don't have to go get food if I want, but it's the bowl and one good thing about there is that they let you bring your own food so you can bring like a yeah you bring in like a picnic basket so you got your little charcuterie you've got your little vino you know you got some hard ciders some hard seltzers and things like that so it's a grand old time yes looking forward to it it's a dream of mine to be able to go see a concert there someday. I have, I've never been there. And oh my gosh, I I would love to go. That's on my list. I have I have a dream of doing like a road trip um, and like a music road trip and visiting like lots of sites, like going, you know, now everything's escaping my mind, but going like across the country and visiting really, really, you know, big, huge places that are of significance to the music industry, starting from, you know, like way back when, and then through, and then adding in concerts. And that would definitely be one of the things I'd want to do. So, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Next time you're here, like I'm going to find something, even if it's something weird, because occasionally <laughs> they have some weird stuff playing there and it's like, oh, is this going to be cool? And then you go and it's like, hey, this is kind of cool. Well, okay, so, was, so I'll say like they have different philharmonics come and play. So not just like the LA Philharmonic, they'll have like the Boston Pops come in. They'll have um, different symphonies that work with different ballet companies come in. So it's it runs the gamut from, you know, the just standard, what we consider standard artists like, you know, R&B, soul, jazz. And then they do other things as well. They're attached to like theater and film things as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I am determined. It's going to happen. So next time I see you, hopefully there'll be something there that will be very exciting to see. <laughs> I'll be just excited yes. to go. We'll, so <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, there were a lot of things I was trying to decide since we haven't been on in, in a couple of weeks. And I'm only I'm mentioning this briefly and and just so you know, if, if you're not aware, if you're wondering why like soap actors are still working, soap actors are under a very different contract and they're actually not allowed to strike because of the way the contract is. Yeah, it's very different. 
so then that's why I am bringing up something having to do with Days of Our Lives. But this is having to do with the co-EP, Albert, Albert Alar, who there were some allegations that came out against him for misconduct, some sexual harassment stuff, some really gross, disgusting things that he'd been doing for a long time on the set of Days of Our Lives. And it made it a very toxic environment, um, very toxic for female writers, very to- very toxic for the actors. Some of the stuff he said to some of the actors, like he said to some some actor when they had to do a love scene, and, you, know, sec- you know, Days of Our Lives, I mean, and soaps in general have lots of sex scenes. They just do. And he said to this, the, the male actor in the scene, he said to him, basically, the way you want to approach this is like, you just really want to fuck her. And, but in this way, that's very like, and he told another actress, just remember the time when you were actually desirable and play it this way or that kind of thing. It's really gross. It's disgusting. And some of the actors from the show spoke out. But the reason I bring this up is I think a big reason he was finally fired, which is really good. But I think a big reason, possibly one of the reasons he was fired is the fandom, the soap opera fandom. Oh, my gosh. They took to Twitter because people were not covering this. Most uh, most outlets weren't talking about it. Soap Opera Digest did not cover it until he got fired. Soap Opera Digest is the huge, huge publication. And the fandom, they just did tweet storms about it with the fire. Um, his last name is spelled A-L-A-R-R. And they did it a hashtag with that. They were tagging a bunch of news outlets and news outlets were starting to talk about it. And I know that there was other stuff going on that led to that. But I do think there is something to be said for the power of fandom that is good. This is a good, good side of fandom. When they were like, you know, they changed their profile pictures to fire Alar. They They did all this stuff. And they did it because they care about the shows and they care about the actors and the people behind the scenes that are actually doing good for the show. And they were like, we like our product so much and we want to make sure that it's not a toxic environment. And it also explained why some storylines have gone downhill, why certain things have been sort of weird, why a lot of cast members kept leaving uh, was because of that. A lot of it was because of that. I mean, there was one cast member that I guess he yelled at them because he cut his hair and he didn't like the way he cut his hair. I got into a public argument with him and then he just he just didn't stay with the show. So, you know, I'm glad that fans are did that. I think that's amazing. The power of fandom to be able to put their love of something to good use and to support the people that are making that and come to their defense and their aid and their side. And I do think I could be wrong, but my thinking, because it happened on Saturday that he was finally fired, but my thinking is that that might have had something to do with it because there was an article that came out about the allegations against him and no one was saying anything. And then the fans started saying stuff. A couple of the actors were saying stuff. And then it just kind of, and then it happened this past Saturday. So I just want to applaud those fans of Days of Our Lives because that's awesome way to use your power, to use your 
fan, your voice as a fan. And fans of soaps are very, very, very loyal. But they also will really (laughs) call you out on your BS, (laughs) like really quickly if you follow any fan accounts for any soap opera. So I just want to give them an applause. And I'm glad they fired him. Round of applause. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I hope all the actors are okay. And I hope they're feeling like they will be eventually going into a safer thing. Because if you don't know, Days of Our Lives actually shoots way in advance. So so some of the episodes that are still dropping now, he was still there when they were filmed. So they, they do things a little bit differently than other soaps. So... Okay, well, lastly, since, you know, we are going to be talking about this a lot, uh, update on the strike. The strike is still going. There's not really much of an update you can give. The WGA, there was talk that they were going to be talking to AMPTP on the 4th. That basically they can't agree to resume negotiations. So strike to go on indefinitely. So there is no sign Nothing on the horizon that is pointing to the fact that this could end anytime soon um, because AMPTP are, you know, they're assholes, frankly, (laughs) and they just want to keep all the money to themselves. And meanwhile, a lot of those studios are, you know, like a lot of the streamers and stuff like Netflix, I believe, was one that did. And others have posted ads for people to be hired making six figures starting to work in AI. So they're kind of focusing on that instead of trying to come to the table. And AI is a very, very dangerous thing right now, period. And it's infiltrating everything. So there's no real updates as far as like any um, signs that things are going to come to a new contract or anything like that anytime soon, sadly. Um, because I know this is affecting everybody in the industry. I want to say that I know this is not just affecting actors and writers. This is affecting the crew, people, caterers, you know, makeup artists, everybody who did props, prop departments, everything. So it's a huge, huge deal. And I, I hope people can remember the people to be upset with about this are AMPTP and Netflix and all of that not the people striking because they're coming for all of us. This is just a little, little part of what's going on with every industry because billionaires, we don't need billionaires, first of all. It's a stupid, dumbass thing to have billionaires, frankly. (laughs) So, and then the other thing I wanted to say, and I'll get uh, Tiff's thoughts on this or anything else you want to add, Tiff, but if you didn't know, the lovely, and I'm saying that with all the sarcasm in the world because he's not, Stephen Amell drew controversy because he went to a convention and then he was upset that this was made public. He was upset that a public convention where people are filming that his remarks were made public. Um, dude, you're at a public convention. What the hell do you think's going to happen? He just didn't like being called on it. And he was not supposed to be, he's basically crossed the picket line. He wasn't supposed to be talking about any of his past work. And he went, oh, forget it. I'm just going to talk about it. And then he also went on to basically saying he wasn't supporting the strike, that it was like frustrating and it was a reductive negotiating tactic. Well, of course, he instantly went, I didn't mean that. Of course they have to. And then he's like, uses the excuse, I'm an actor. 
and I was speaking. I was speaking for like over an hour. I emote. <laughs> I emote. I'm sorry. Let me say this. Let me say this about that. Number one, this man would not know emoting if it bit him in the butt. Okay. <laughs> so that's number one. It's true. <laughs> number two. There's a reason why he's the worst Amel, okay? Yes. There is a reason. We recognize no Amel in this house except Robbie. <laughs> yep. That's it. That is it. He is he is a ludicrous individual, like an absolutely ludicrous individual. I, I, I There's just a complete lack of redeeming quality about him. A complete. Whether on yeah. screen or off screen. That's all I can say. <laughs> Yeah, and and if you look at some of his past history and some stuff he has said, that's truly revolting. Like stuff he said about, um, I don't remember, it was Miley Cyrus or someone that he was in like a restaurant or something like that. And he put this, he put this on Instagram. Okay, so this isn't like a private thing. And he was there with his wife and his daughter. And when this um, actress singer came in. And he does not like the way she dresses or the way she presents herself and doesn't think she's a good role model for his daughter. So he instantly was like, he left his wife there to take care of the bill and to get their food. And he took his daughter and left. I mean, this guy is, this guy is trash. He's such a weirdo. Like, I mean, and like a weirdo in a really bad way. Yeah. Seriously, you're really, really that <laughs> not fun at all you're not fun no. you should be fun you make a lot of money you should be fun but you're not yeah that's all i can say about that <laughs> but oh in regards to the strike I, yes. there's something interesting going on in the city of la for people that are interested in additional strike information i'd somewhat in solidarity but also because city workers deserve the money that they that they earn and they should actually earn more city of LA will be striking. Um, workers will be striking as of, they don't come to new negotiations. I think by midnight tonight or, you know, tomorrow morning that they will be on strike as of tomorrow. And that is huge because that's like, I think 40,000 employees for the city. That's wow. sanitation. That's um, engineering. That's accounting comptroller all of that it is bad y'all it's wow. bad if that happens it is really really bad and that's why um the mayor karen bass she was in dc or something else and she was saying you know they've been negotiating in good faith since january and i'm like if you've been negotiating since january you have been negotiation negotiating in good faith period because if you were negotiating in good faith you should have come up with a deal that both parties were happy with. It shouldn't take the uh, seven months negotiations and you haven't come to a conclusion. That tells you something. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's wow. Well, we definitely support that for sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm upset that I didn't know this, but that is, I mean, I'm just upset with myself that I know, but that's, that's amazing. That's wow. At, you know, and I, and I'm not saying like, I, I feel for anyone having you on strike, like, um, like I said, I recently, um, like I mentioned on a couple of weeks ago when I went out there and I posted some on, on social media about it, went to the 
Kaiser informational picket thing. They were doing an informational picket in California. They did one in Washington. And I remember where else. And they probably, they will most likely be striking in October because it didn't, they still haven't come to the table with any kind of deal. And I feel for the people that are going to be striking because of that, the money side of it. But the positive to all of this is it's like people are like kind of like this, that's it. I can't do this anymore. I can't let corporations and everything. It's like almost like this is a little too hopeful, but it's almost like the fall of capitalism in a way. And that's why I really think we need, and I know there's a lot of moving parts to this. It would take a lot to do, but we need a nationwide strike, just a strike in general. You know, which would take a lot. I understand that, but it's just a lot of people have said that because, and with so many people striking, uh, you know, I mean, if if Kaiser strikes, that you know that'll be a huge thing. You know, with this strike that you're talking about, Tiff. Oh my gosh, especially that you're including sanitation and stuff like that. That's how you get a message across, though. You have to make people uncomfortable in order. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the city of LA is about three and a half million people. So you can imagine what happens when three and a half million garbage piles up. Yeah. You can imagine that, you know, it, it does the, the level of uncomfortability. That's the point of a strike. That is, that's the purpose of hitting the man where it hurts. You're supposed to show them you all cannot do this without us. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I mean, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts, you know, we, the population at large, but it's important for people to have more than a living wage. You can't just have a living wage. You need to have a thriving wage. You need to be able to thrive. Your children need to be able to thrive. I cannot stand that word, those words, living wage. Because technically, yeah, I can live off of $15 an hour. Sure, I can. But will I be able to, to drive to work? Probably not. I'd have to catch the bus. You know, will I be able to sometimes, you know, grab an ice cream cone? Probably not. That sort of thing. That, that's what bugs me about the whole living wage thing. No, we, this country has way too much money to not have everybody thrive mm-hmm. too much money. It's, it's ludicrous. It's, it's enough. So if that takes people striking to get that done, let's do it. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely ludicrous. And the whole thing of, you know, well, I struggled. So you have to struggle is such bullshit because why would you want everybody to struggle. Why wouldn't you want it to get is easier and better for people? Do you know how much better off we would all be if people were not worrying about money? If people were not worrying about, oh my gosh, if I lose a job, I could lose my house. If I lose, if I have some kind of, some kind of medical emergency, I may have to declare bankruptcy. Um, you know, file for bankruptcy, excuse me. I, I mean, Isn't that, that's fucked up. That is just fucked up. And if people don't have to worry about that, you know, think of how much better we would be. Think of how health, how much healthier we would be. 
both physically and mentally. It really would help with that. So this whole thinking of that, you know, I saw a whole, tic- a whole TikTok talking about how with Gen Z and how a lot of Gen Z is not, they don't want to have children. And a lot of that is because what I heard was that some of them are thinking, well, you think we're really going to be around here in 20 years? This country is going to, we're all going to be gone. And that, and it's so sad to me, but it's sadly realistic with the way we're going. And I don't understand why people think people should have to struggle. I'm not saying everything's going to be easy all the time. I'm just saying, why not hope and try to work for something better? And it takes work. It's not just like, oh, I hope this can happen. It takes actual work, of course. But I just, I will never, ever understand that mindset. And of course, once again, a lot of this is still steeped in, And if you don't think this is true, well, I'm sorry, but you're living in a dreamland, but this is still all steeped in white supremacy. This is all parts of white supremacy. All of this, capitalism, all of this, the billionaires, the everything like that, people wanting to control everything. And remember, the reason we outnumber the billionaires, we outnumber them. We just do. But the reason they have so much control is they have money and they are paying politicians on every side of the aisle. It's not just one side or the other. And that's how they keep control is through money. But we outnumber them. And if we can somehow find a way and through strikes, that's one way to make them realize we outnumber them. That's the only way you ever make a difference in in the world. So snap, 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 snap. Yeah. <laughs> so we will continue. Cosa, 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 cosa. <laughs> so of course we are going to continue to talk about this as it goes on. Please support the unions. Please support the strikers. If you can, there are um, funds that you can donate to, to help people that are on strike as well. I will try and put some links in the show notes. Um, but please, please do that. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and close out. And I'm going to have Tiff let everybody know where they can find you. I am on Discord at Who is Tiff is Me. And I'm also on Instagram and Instagram threads, which I have not figured out yet, but kind of looks like the artist formerly known as Twitter. So (laughs) find me there. Also at Who is Tiff is Me. (laughs) Because, you know... I don't really go there anymore for, you know, that thing that's now called, you know, a a letter of the alphabet because it's just weird and off-putting and odd, like, because it wasn't broke. So why try to fix it? And I feel like that person that owns it didn't even try to fix it. It was just like, I'm just going to throw a bunch of glitter and hot glue on it and see what comes out. And it's just, it's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. So, yeah, at the list tip is me, though. That's where you can find me, you know, on threads, on Discord. That's me. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. I, once again, a billionaire, their billionaires are not these smart geniuses that everybody wants to say they are. Look at the person that's running Twitter or whatever into the ground. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but remember, you. this is Aaron, but you don't want to follow me. You want to follow Fergie. On TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S C H R O E D E R A N D F E R G S. It's long, but it's worth it. 
Her favorite time of year is coming up. We're celebrating spooky season already. We just are. <laughs> um, be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. Yes, we are still there. Uh, on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. We are also on threads at it's a fandom thing pod, but I have not posted there much. I have to get used to it and um, and everything. Anyway, <laughs> and we are on TikTok as well at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. Uh, if you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, as, and remember, we have that open mic for any SAG, AFTRA, or WGM members that would like to come on and talk about the strike, feel free to reach out to us via our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Click the contact us button there, and that'll shoot me an email, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And on our next episode, Tiff and I are going to have just a little, it'll be a shorter episode than usual, but it'll be a good chat, I think, about Marvin Gaye's incredible, wonderful album, What's Going On. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.